It's Under the Dome Radio. The full discussion podcast happens tomorrow, and you want to be there because it's going to be our last episode. But this one, Reaction Cast, the penultimate version of Under the Dome Radio. This is episode number 73. Here's that music for the second last time. Uh, very kind of you to join us yet again for Under the Dome Radio, the unofficial podcast and blog by and for fans of CBS TV's Under the Dome. I'm at Wayne Henderson, your voice acting, podcasting, Green Bay Packers fan. And I am at Troy Heinrich, survivor of the Dome, twice, both the book and the television show. And the endings were somewhat similar in a way. But we will talk about that as we continue on with Reaction Cast here. Good evening, everybody, all you fellow Millers, Domies, Domeheads there in Chester's Mill. It's going to be exciting tonight. Uh, let's see. Let's break this down, I think, Wayne, into three parts. We'll talk about the not-so-good part. We'll talk about the really good part. And then we'll talk about the CW part is, I think, how we'll go with it. That sounds fair enough. Let's make it happen. And of course, this is Reaction Cast. So if you are in the chat room this evening, slash Q in the chat room, we'll ask a question. We'll see it in the chat. We will make sure we address it as we go along for this 10 to 15 minute discussion before we roll into the full episode tomorrow night. So we open up. Of course, Dawn is there. She's got her awesome wig. She's like, hi, daddy. How are you? And they have to basically work together to bring the dome down. Did you see that they were going to be able to actually negotiate and have Joe basically plead for the lives of everybody else? So, Troy, are you saying, did I see that coming? Yes, exactly. Not that in particular, no. Were you shocked? Doesn't make- <laughs> yeah. Were you shocked, though, that we were actually back in a jail cell at the end of the saga, very similar to one Stephen King novel? I think that's coincidental. I was mostly shocked to see that they even locked up Indy. Oh, I know. That was so sad. Like, the dog didn't even have his kibbles and bits. You got to give him something to eat. You can't lock up an innocent dog, the hero of the story. What's going on? I was waiting for him to bust out a hat and a whip and break out of the cell. (laughs) That's the only movie that was not referenced in tonight's episode of Under the Dome. Or television show. Because remember, there was the young Indiana Jones Chronicles that, that there was. So we have Dawn. She basically says, Barbie, you're going to be slave labor. Joe, you're going to have to go over here with your girlfriend and make sure you finish this transmitter dealie. And then we have, of course, the two people that have not been infected by the kinship. And that was, of course, Jim and Julia sharing a cell. Did you see the key coming? I'm trying to go back and actually think about, were they actually planful enough to actually have that key stashed somewhere? And did we miss it as we went along? (laughs) I do not recall actually seeing the key put on the dog collar but as soon as they started asking for indy i just knew that's where it was going and you mentioned the transmitter just a while ago i just need to say wow the innards of that transmitter didn't even look like it had been in a radio station that had been burned to the ground and i am just shocked that they were actually able to get the transmitter to work when he, when hunter actually touched the transmitter and got shocked I thought he was touching the old pole that you had the, the pole you took out on location on radio broadcasts for like the Marty. Remember if you don't, you don't touch that sucker cause you'll get a, a jolt of lightning through your body. I thought that's exactly what happened, but no, here's touching a sparking transmitter. I don't know how that thing survived 30 minutes, let alone the full episode. 
<laughs> it was incredible. And now we found out that the solar panels never were able to be hooked up till just now. They were down the entire time. So I still don't know how the Prius was charged. I, I, I'm exactly with you at that point because those solar panels got cracked and smashed in the magnetism in season two, and then they got cracked and smashed again when uh, Joe basically dropped him on the ground when he was getting beat up by Junior in season three. How those things were actually able to power anything, all we can say there is hashtag dome logic. Dome logic. You know, one of the funniest things of the episode was near the beginning when the rest of the credits were rolling, and it said that this is based on the book Under the Dome by Stephen King. <laughs> I'm like loosely, really? loosely based. Well, we have to. I have to give props tonight because they were down in the bunker, and they're talking about you know getting out of there, getting the scope gun all ready to go. The poor you know extra red shirt comes down the stairs wearing a blue shirt, and then he reaches over and he's talking about this baseball game. And I was like, please, yes, please pull out the golden baseball, and he does. And I was like, okay, you just went from a five to a six on my dome rating. Because the golden baseball was very key in the book. And so I'm glad to see that the golden baseball made it into the show. That was a nice touch. And they went for the extremely graphic kill shot. Um, I don't know if that's going to raise it up to a six. That's pretty wild there, Troy. Well, I started at a five tonight. I, I, you did? Finale, I said five is the you know midpoint. And then things bumped it up. And then things brought it back down. And things bumped it back up and brought it back down. And... We'll have to wait till tomorrow night to see where it actually finally landed out. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be interesting. I was just glad, you know, on the plus side, or are we still talking about the bad side? Uh, We could switch over to the good stuff since the golden baseball was pretty good. Even the swinging of it and smashing the dude's skull in. I'm always up for good skull smashing at 10 o'clock central time. Great, great, great. I, I was just glad to see that the big gym quippy liners were in full force this week. I'm just glad to see that Big Jim hasn't lost a touch on how to be a sales guy after four weeks of not talking to anybody about cars. Four whole weeks. This all happened in four whole weeks, including the one fake year of Cocoon alternate reality and the dome projection of the apocalypse and anything else that might have been a projection. I have a feeling the entire one year later at the very end was some sort of creepy projection because that's when it really went off the rails. Oh, I know. I tell you. And then we had the fun stuff, which, of course, was all of them working together. And then the magic started to happen and it really got into high gear. The magic started to happen. Super Barbie was in full force. He started picking up those giant rocks and he's put them on those posts just like He-Man that he was. That was also something that used Dome Logic was He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And that way it could kind of match that beautiful sketch from earlier this season. Now, in the sketch, there weren't actual posts used, so I was afraid that the posts weren't you know, perfectly evenly aligned to put them at the same height. So that might have actually caused us an issue in the end. But now we get to the interesting stuff, because here Dawn is walking around. She starts whistling the tune that we had no idea what it was about six weeks ago. What is this tune? What does it mean? What is it? We're trying to like listen to X-Files and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, trying to see if this tone means something. Here, it finally actually does pay off, so we can say consistency, at least for something in the dome, that the tune actually carried its way through, but did you expect, in the end, we had eight hands to start the cocooning process at the end of season two, so of course, we need eight notes in order to make the dome come down. 
that could be a good catch. I did not bother counting the notes or the number of hands. Now, that's the one thing that I'm going to say brought my rating down a little bit was the fact that because they actually had eight notes, I expected to see all eight people that were hands stand and whistle their tone around all eight stones. That would have made it really interesting, but you could have and done cre- but but you had to have done that in season 2 when everybody was alive, right? Cuz I think that was something that we're going to talk about tomorrow yeah. night is did this show would have would the show have made more sense had it aired the episodes in a different order? It would have made as much sense as it made already in this particular order. So because the- my big question is how could Jim and Julia tell that the dome was gone just by looking up to the sky? I mean, it is invisible after all. That is true. That is true. We talked about the awesome plexiglass that they actually had to act against in season one. And then we had Skater Ben drawing that magical door on the dome, you know, kind of like in the drawing of the three from the other Stephen King series that we like to talk about and reference so much when it comes to this show. Yes. And then here enough, the question I have is, how could they actually believe that the dome came down? Because they've seen this once before about uh, 12 weeks At ago, least. real time. Yeah. It just keeps coming down, going back up. Pink stars falling. Pink stars rising. Pink stars falling sideways. I, I'm about over all the pink stars nonsense, but uh, Doug brought up a great question for us. You know, what about the four hands vision of the kids killing big Jim? Instead, he's now got a lot of power. If we're to be, uh, you know, take the one year later at face value. So if we can apply dome logic to this question, oh boy. then we have to say the dome was actually part of the egg. Therefore, the aliens were part of the dome. Therefore, the visions that the humans were getting were the aliens sending messages to the humans, which basically said, Big Jim is going to be a problem. Please kill him now. So he's not in our way when the queen is born which technically that would make consistency again, even though we didn't think it was consistency two seasons ago. Okay. Dome logic. Should we put a hashtag with that? Hashtag dome logic? Absolutely. It is a requirement because you know what we didn't see tonight? A giant freaking moth butterfly. I am so done with this show now because false advertising, don't buy the Blu-ray. But if you do buy it, please use under the dome radio.com slash Amazon. Yeah, please do, if if you're going to go that route. But you're right. That's the one thing that we thought for sure we would see based on all the promo pictures and a few clips, a giant butterfly. Maybe that was going to be the season four that we're not going to get to see. Well, what would have been cool is that when the dome came down and we got that large shot again of Chester's Mill clear without a dome, you still saw the uh, the black Moab destruction over on the left-hand side of the screen where it was all charred away. If as they did that pan back out, we saw a giant mut- butterfly like fly in front of the camera. So it looked like it was giant compared to the town, but it was really only that big. <laughs> Some, something along those lines. Oh my goodness, Troy. I love your dome logic tonight is making a lot of sense. But I also want to hear listener feedback for tomorrow night's Big series finale, spectacular episode of Under the Dome Radio. So before 7 p.m. Eastern time on Friday, please get in your uh, thoughts and theories. If you want to theorize about what might have been or what you think might have really happened, give us a call at plus one nine zero four four six nine seven four six nine, or just visit underthedomeradio.com slash feedback for all the other ways you can get your message to us. Be included in the show as we blow out under the dome one last time. So the sacrifice 
In order for the dome to come down, one of the forehands needed to be the eighth note. Did you like that it did actually come down to Joe after all to save us all? I don't think that had anything to do with the forehands, the eight fingers or anything. I think that's just a coincidence. And now Joe is unbeatable, unkillable, and him and his love for Nori will go on forever. Well, that is the big question, right? So we have Joe laying in this secret bunker of pneumatic tubes with everybody else from the kinship. Nori comes in in her really bad wig in order to pretend she's a military person to go save Joe. Do we really think that what Dawn said is true? Is Joe now complete and back as part of the kinship or is Joe Joe? I think that's one of the big questions of the series that we'll be left hanging with to know if love can last forever. The other big question is where on earth did they buy these horrible wigs for these final few episodes? This is true. This is very true. The other big thing is that we have Dawn and Barbie squaring off on this giant wooden plank. And oh boy. I swear <laughs> you could see the chain before he even walked out on the plank. So the suspense was already gone. You knew he was going to bounce back up. No problem. I mean, he's already been down one cliff before. You think this time he would have prepared. So he wouldn't get sucked into Zenith or wherever he went. More spelunking. And I love how he tells his evil plan to Dawn. Oh, when you weren't looking, I weakened the beam as we get to hear many loud creaks. Hashtag Captain Obvious. <laughs> Whoa, man. One more time. <laughs> So the question then becomes, and we want to hear from you guys also in the listening crowd, both here and tomorrow night, plus one nine zero four four six nine seven four six nine or under the dome radio.com slash feedback. Do you think that that pit that Dawn fell in, was it still magical enough to transport her to Zenith or somewhere else? And is that how she survived? Or do you think she just has super duper powers because she's Barbie's spawn? and was able to climb out of the ravine on her own. I'm standing by waiting for the calls to come in. Well, I, I want to know. I think we need you to take a position here so we can have a final team, Troy, team Wayne, <laughs> for well, the podcast. I, I have no idea how she was supposedly alive at the end, one year later, with the little kids, the new four hands, the new egg. Oh, that was bad. Okay, so Rory in New Jersey says... She turned into a shadow before she fell. I think that is the most plausible Ooh. concept. She she moves at the speed of light. She really does when she has to. Dome logic. <laughs> <laughs> so all in all, I have to say that I enjoyed the bringing down of the dome. I think that was played out very nicely. Uh, I I like the music. It's it, it was a little more like dramatic. And the problem with bringing the dome down is I think that would have looked better at the end of season one rather than at the end of season three. I will agree that it probably would have looked a lot better at the end of season one, but I felt it was really anticlimactic. I mean, it didn't seem to come down in any different way than in all of the fake visions and ways that we would expect it to come down. So I was expecting something unexpected. And then, of course, it's pink stars and whirly gigs and everything has to be pink and purple every time with this stinking dome. Well, that's because we didn't uh, use the and, blue egg. We used the purple egg. It, well, of course. But uh, the, the music didn't get me either. So you're, you're, you're on the uh, side of the fence of 
not spectacular for the dome coming down. I'm on the side of spectacular for going down. So that is our hashtag team Troy, uh, team train, right? Team Wayne, team Troy, <laughs> depending on what you like. If you like the dome going up, you're with me or the dome coming down. If you like the ending, the sacrifice, the Joe disappearing into a blink of nothingness and then magically showing back up later. Uh, if you think that that was cool, then hashtag team Troy. If you're like the music stunk and you didn't really like it, it was anticlimactic. Then your hashtag team Wayne. Let's get your stuff in so that we can find out who actually wins for our final podcast tomorrow night. This is so much fun. I can't believe we're still talking about the dome. <laughs> the, the odds are not in my favor. I think I only won two team Waynes through the entire series. Wait so. a second. Now, you can't do the pity party and just get the votes because you're, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever it takes to win, right? Absolutely. Hashtag deflate gate. So then the after kind of deflated. Yes, absolutely. So then the the dome comes down, the military comes in super duper fast. They must have transported Very. themselves there during the commercial break or something. I don't know, because they were boom right there, right? After Julian. They were ready. They were ready. So the bit the big things that happen towards the end of the episode, uh the military all picks them up. We have the ultimate struggle finally come to an end. Father versus son. Don't make me do it, son. I never loved you anyway, so screw you. I'm stabbing you in the heart. And then they're just sitting there crying as they pass away, as the military stands around looking at them like, okay, dude, can you hurry it up? I know, we, we know you're grieving, but uh, we got to arrest you now. I was stunned that they were all there so quickly as well. And I, at first, I wasn't even sure if they really were, you know, the United States government or whoever they're supposed to be. Because, you know, faces were hidden at first. I thought maybe it was some more shenanigans from Acteon Energy or maybe double-crossing agents from Queen Dawn. It took a while before it started playing out. And, that's and of course, go ahead. of course, the truth can never go out. The world must never know the truth. We've never seen that in 108 or 316 other sci-fi shows before i was trying to count there was you know julia there was barbie there was big jim there was nori there was hunter and there was lily that sounds like that sounds like six survivors of the dome to me have we seen six survivors tell a lie somewhere before (laughs) oceanic six we're not supposed to talk about it you can't don't don't give up the lie No, it's Fight Club that we can't uh, talk about. We signed papers that said we would never talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're talking about it now. Well, I'm with you because I was wondering about the military the whole time because I didn't know, like you said, A, was it the real military? B, was it Acteon Security? C, was it other kinship from other domes? Because we always wanted to see other domes. That was our hope from the end of season one. I almost thought it was going to be the other alien species already on the planet. That was supposedly coming that we also never saw. The Ishvini and all of the overlords from Falling Skies. Yes, those those other races that were out there. Well, Troy, go ahead and get to work on writing your own fan fiction. I think that's how it's going to have to play out. <laughs> I got it. it we'll, call it we'll probably close it out here for tonight because we don't want to talk about the kissing and the proposal and all of that stuff. Because even though it might have been a year after the dome, it's still... Too soon for most of that stuff, especially when he killed your husband, Julia. <laughs> Remember that? I know. No, she doesn't. <laughs> the insurance money was so worth it. 
But uh, they get to the end. Big Jim is now a senator. And then we have the kids. And the kids were looking at the grass. And I was just like, oh, dear God, no. Please do not let them pick up a plastic bowl from the ground. <laughs> I was really nervous for a minute there. I don't know if you were as nervous as I was. I I knew where it was going. And I was frightened. And it happened. They went there. So you thought you, you knew that they were looking at an egg all along. Yes. What else could it be? Well, I thought it was going to be the ant farm scenario and that it was like literally a, they were going to pick up like a, a plastic cereal bowl that you buy at the local grocery shop for like two dollars. Hey, we found that it, mom. Here it is. Hey, I would have liked that a lot better or just as a little wink, wink to folks that had read the book from Stephen King. If they had picked up some child's ant farm that he had left in the playground. Yeah, that would have been good, too. The only thing is that they told us it was going to end different than the book. And then I was waiting for it to actually end exactly like the book. And I would be like, oh, I fell for it. You suckers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would have been good. It would have been good. Nope, but it is another egg. So potential of another dome. We at least called that one back in season one. So that's good. Um, I I think, like we said, we'll talk about it more tomorrow night. But I think if pieces of the show would have been done in a different order, I think the show probably would have been a little bit better, but because we had season two stuck in the middle, I think that just derailed it enough that it was not so good at all. Zero. But yeah, a, what a, the... a pretty decent finale considering where we've been. I mean, we go back really? to butterflies and uh, caterpillars and crop dusting and swimming in cattle feed and pig slop and pig flu and death by holy water and all this other stuff. I mean, it was a it was a pretty cohesive, to the point, 45 minutes. The last 15 minutes, we could take it or leave it. The last 25 minutes, I thought for sure it was over. And I looked up, oh, man, we still have 25 minutes to go. <laughs> but I guess the big thing here is that we wouldn't have survived this journey the last three seasons if it wasn't for all of you all, the fans. That's for sure. So we want to make sure a couple of things. Number one, if you've never called into the show, this is the time. You want to make sure you share whether you liked the episode, whether you liked the season, whether you liked all three seasons, whether you hated all three seasons, whether you liked us, whether you hated us, call in because we just want a plethora of voicemails for the fan feedback show taking place tomorrow night. Get those calls in 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Again, plus one, 904-469-7469. That number again, Sir Wayne. I believe you said that it was plus one, 904-469-7469, and it does go straight to voicemail. So you can call right now. You can call at 2 in the morning Eastern time, 2 in the morning Pacific time, 2 in the morning Greenwich Mean time. Anytime, call. Let us hear your voice. Let us share it on the next and final episode of Under the Dome Radio. Tomorrow is the Super Mario Maker release day on Nintendo. So while you're waiting for Mario Maker to download, just pick up the phone. <laughs> Plus one, 904-469-7469. You can even visit underthedomeradio.com slash feedback right from your Wii U web browser and give us a Ooh. buzz that way while you wait for Mario Maker to show up. I think that is sage advice. I'll be doing that. So I'll leave my feedback. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd be doing that. I got to wake up a little early the next two days because I got to then buy my iPhone on Saturday. Yes, you do. Yes, we do. If you don't buy it then, you won't get one to Halloween. Probably. And that's a scary thing to think about. No pun intended. (laughs) Yes. Trick or treat. Oh, great. A new iPhone. Thanks. 
the dome part two. <laughs> no, just kidding. That would be a trick. Absolutely. So with that, we're going to wrap it up here for reaction cast. Again, we want to hear from you. It has been awesome hanging out with all of you on video for season three. Again, I am at Troy Heinrichs. That crazy guy over there is at Wayne Henderson. Make sure that you get in your feedback because we want to hear from you. The other thing we want you to do, if you're listening to the reaction cast uh, on your podcatcher as you're driving into work on Friday morning to talk about this great finale with all of your friends around the water cooler, we also want to make sure you head on over to underthedomeradio.com slash iTunes. Whether you've left us a review before or you haven't left us a review at all, make sure you go over there, five pink stars, and then, of course, just give us a little blurb. Say, hey, thanks for doing the podcast. It was really great hanging out with you guys for three years. That uh, The people that call in, Hank, Rory, Ben, uh, Jim, uh, all the people that I missed, uh, make sure you thank them for all of their feedback. We really want to make sure that we get all the iTunes reviews in that we can because even though we are done tomorrow night, the show and the Dome will live forever in the Ethernets. In one way or another, whether it's going to be later on on Netflix, Hulu, um, someplace indeterminate, or if you've gone crazy and bought all the seasons on uh, Blu-ray, DVD, VHS, anything. Betamax. Betamax. Absolutely. I'm sure they have something like that since they have a guillotine laying around from 1861. Yes, they do. <laughs> Who knows? That's probably how old the egg is as well. I'm not a guillotine, a gallows. But a guillotine would have oh. been cool too. Might as, well do, might as well do both. We'll hang you, then cut your head off because murder's all we know in Chester's <laughs> Mill. So get in your iTunes reviews. Give us a call. Make sure you're part of the finale so that we be the, you know, enshrined in you know, prosperity's sake forever. And then we'll make sure you guys sign releases so that no one will ever talk about this show ever again. <laughs> we just thank you for listening to the podcast, whether or not you watch the TV show. That's fine by us. And I heard some people do that. Just listen to us and not actually watch the TV show. I know there's a couple podcasts for other TV shows that I listen to, but I don't watch the series. It can be done. You will watch that series this year, Sir Wayne. I, I promise you, you will. <laughs> With that, we will say good night once again for all the people here in Chester's Mill. I am at Troy Heinrichs on Twitter. And I'm at Wayne Henderson on Twitter and a few other places. And we want to thank you for listening under the Dome Radio. Absolutely. Until that time when we meet again. We will stay trapped for one more day here under the dome. Under the Dome Radio is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Get more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Get organized in your personal and professional life, laugh with our clean comedy, theorize over great television shows, and so much more, all waiting for you at noodle.mx.